Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Hey guys, welcome to Lovecast, the boys love podcast where we talk about everything related to boys love. I'm your host Pixie and with me are my co-hosts Alexa and Kayla. Hi. So before we go into our main topic today, talking about our favorite BL characters, we are going to take some tea time. There's been some news about Kin Porsche. Three actors have tweeted and it doesn't sound good like it's a little bit shady tweeting because they're not explicitly saying what's going on but it's pretty obvious they're not in the show anymore so it started with green who's yes. playing what's his he character was, a character's name was time okay and like i don't know like there's so many people involved in that cast. Like, I don't know whose role, like how big each person's role was supposed to be and what part they actually had in the production. But I know his character's name was meant to be Time. And yeah, he started it. And he was basically, it was basically his tweet was just like, bye-bye, hashtag Kim Porsche to series. Yeah. And Tong, who is playing, I think his character, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, but it's... um. Tan Kuhn, I think is his character's name, who's like mm-hmm. one of the more major roles in this series. Yeah. He replied to the tweet basically saying like, oh, well, who am I going to criticize the government with now? So like mm-hmm. that kind of implied that Green was no longer part of the production since they wouldn't be able to like chat and stuff like that. So yeah. And later he came out with another tweet saying that he didn't say he was withdrawing because a lot of people were speculating that that meant that he was himself withdrawing from the role because he has the tuxedo coming up and other roles. So he's got a busy schedule. But in his tweet number two, it's pretty clear that he didn't leave by choice. Mm -hmm. And some people were a little bit confused. And you can 
interpret it in a different way because he doesn't say specifically that he is actually leaving. Yeah. So people are wondering if he's just like being funny or <laughs> whatever. But I'm 99% sure he means that he has been tossed out of Kinpush. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems pretty clear to me with like everything that's been going on around the series lately. It, it definitely sounded and with like the replies from the other castmates and stuff and mm -hmm. to other people coming forward and basically tweeting the same thing today. It seems like these actors are pretty clearly like not going to be a part of the series anymore. So the other two this morning, there was Mine, the actor Mine, whose character's name was Macau, and the actor Ole, or Ole, I'm not sure how that's pronounced, <laughs> who was uh, meant to play Kim. So they both basically tweeted the same thing with the Kim Porsche hashtag. One of them was like, officially, it's time to say farewell. Mm -hmm. And the other one was the good memories. Thank you. Farewell to Kim Porsche, the series. So yeah. All three of them basically tweeted like similar things with the Kim Porsche hashtag, which like if you're tweeting with the hashtag, you're trying to get the information out there to people following the hashtag. So it definitely seems like a kind of we're not a part of this series anymore type thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love that they're tweeting it in English as well. Like, yeah, they know the audience. <laughs> Yeah, now the whole thing is super shady. We don't even know which company is going to take over the series yet. We just know there is a company and they are probably tossing out the actors to make room for their own actors, which will be cheaper and also they will be able to promote their well, own actors. Yeah. yeah. So I'm guessing there's a lot more of the cast that will be gone by the end of this, but I think a lot of them won't be saying anything until the company does because they don't like doing salty stuff online. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, I can understand the frustration because this whole situation first came about, it's been a couple weeks now. And since then, all we've gotten was the word that Kim Porsche is going to be taken over by another company officially. But there's been no official tweets further about what that company is, like, what the status of the series is officially, like... They haven't said any word about the casting changes. We've just been getting this stuff from actors and, and the authors and stuff like that, mm -hmm. which I think, I don't know, it kind of makes me feel like the people who were involved with the production, both the writers and the actors are also getting frustrated with the lack of official news or else I don't yeah. really know why they'd be going to Twitter about things and yeah. kind of tweeting things out on their own without really saying anything, but it's like still saying stuff. So I don't know. It'd just be nice to have like some official official updates like this is what's going on because fans are just in a frenzy right now and no one knows mm -hmm. what to believe or to think yeah mm -hmm. the fact that the company hasn't gone out with anything yet is super shady mm -hmm. i mean it's so bad and like you're not taking care of the actors that you're supposed to be taking care of in this thing and also all the actors getting tossed out are they getting paid for all this time they spent promoting the series doing mm. workshops and all that probably not if filmania is bankrupt then there's no yeah, money to pay them it's not like the new company would be paying actors that they're not keeping on board so mm. i mean i don't know how the payment works if they were getting like paid as they go for certain appearances they made i would like to hope so so they at least mm. got like 
some funds out of everything that they put into it but yeah but yeah, like if, if Romania went bankrupt then like that makes you think they probably didn't, didn't. have funds to and pay if you people. remember we talked to some actors in the past that told us they're not getting paid for promotional stuff that's true a lot of it's just like free choosing yeah. to, like especially like the YouTube stuff and things like that mm-hmm. so yeah that kind of yeah. sucks <laughs> Yeah, I know we talked before about just like how we wish that companies would be more transparent about things mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. we wouldn't have to speculate so much. But the way these cast changes always go down is so seedy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I can understand from the company's standpoint, them wanting to promote their own actors. But it just like feels so morally like gross that yeah. they're throwing out these people who have been these characters up until now and it worked like you said in workshops and things like that yeah how many months have it been since (laughs) they started uh, doing the promo and the trailer didn't the original trailer come out like last year or was it early this year i feel feel like like it it came out last year yeah same it's been a while it feels like it's been a while i think Uh, it's like months ago ago. so it would have been It says it was released on January 8th. So yeah, like six months ago. But yeah, it feels like it's been out for so long. Yeah. But yeah, that's, and to think like the time they put in even before like filming the trailer and workshopping those scenes that are in the trailer and the whole casting process. I mean, it's probably been going since like mid 2020, at least I would think that they've all been working on it. Yeah. So yeah, that's like six months to a year, maybe, of their time. You know that they why put it feels it? like it's such a long time ago? Because uh, Kinborsch did this whole spectacle about the casting. Mm, they were mm-hmm. tweeting and Instagramming the whole process of like reveals and all yeah. that crap. I remember that. Like it, it's been going on for like a year. Ugh, yeah, all yeah, this hype for nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know I, how to feel about like. And, like, it sucks because I feel like the actors that the new company is going to put into it, like, they're not at fault here. Like, Mm -hmm. the actors Mm -hmm. that they're putting into the new roles, whatever will happen, like, they didn't do anything wrong. Like, you know, for them, this is, like, an Mm -hmm. opportunity for work that the company is offering them. But I feel like a lot of people are going to kind of be, like, prejudiced. I don't know if prejudice is the right word. But like, you know, leery of those actors from the get go, just because of the whole situation leading up Mm -hmm. to them taking over the roles. Yeah. So that kind of sucks for whoever those actors will end up being. Yeah. And for anyone who's bought merch or thinking about buying merch, don't do it. (laughs) And get your money back if you haven't received anything, because the merch was supposed to ship in May at the latest. And I bought a lot. And I didn't receive anything. And I, when all this went down, I had to double check, like, what the hell is happening? So I tried to mm. email them about it and got no answer. So I went to PayPal and contacted them through PayPal because you have to do that before you put in a claim for your money back. And I got no answer there as well. And so I had to put the claim in to get the insurance that you get through paying with PayPal. So I got my money back, but it's from PayPal, not from Kinborsch. So yeah, I'm guessing they don't have money. So if you haven't used PayPal or anything with like a credit card with an insurance or something, 
you're probably not going to see that money, which sucks. It really sucks. Yeah. I'm kind of curious if anyone has gotten anything because I haven't I seen like I anyone saw... talking about it. Yeah. I feel like I saw a tweet somewhere along the line that like a Thai fan might have tweeted that they finally got theirs, but yeah, but yeah, I, I saw that one too. But that I... wasn't Kin Porsche. That or it, oh. it wasn't the series. It was the book. Oh, oh, so it wasn't through the same merch that yeah, like, front that like you the series from. were selling like dolls mm. and t-shirts with like right. I know you got like the signed t-shirt and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> you're supposed to get the signed t-shirt and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't seen anyone getting any of the merch from that site. And they've got like a lot of dolls on there. Yeah. Didn't so. you say too that like they have been adding new stuff recently, even mm-hmm. since like you've been trying to like get your money back? Yeah. <laughs> so, that makes yeah. No sense. yeah. What? That's like really kind of. I'm like, they've been adding the money like to a give ton people... of different dolls. That's really weird. It's insane. Yeah, and they still yeah. have like on their site that it ships in May, but there's nothing else. There's no updates since then. Well, it's yeah. July now, so yeah. a little bit past May. And like, I know that sometimes like overseas stuff can take a long time, but like you at least mm-hmm. should have gotten like notice of some sort that like, oh, yeah. this has been delayed or it's yeah. been shipped, but it's been delayed because of covid or something like that yeah so and at least when i'm reaching anything. out yeah at least when i'm reaching out and asking about it answer <laughs> maybe yeah. like mm-hmm. what the hell so yeah i that company has gone like bottoms up so if anyone has any merch just get do everything get you can to get your money back <laughs> like it's not even worth it and if you bought it when they started the sale then the 180 days that PayPal gives you is almost over. It's mm. August. It will be over in August. So you should do it before it's too late. And in other news, <laughs> the internet is outraged oh. by PL <laughs> actors being human. <laughs> yeah. So, so. <laughs> Drake, Drake posted on Twitter, right? Yeah, it was on it? Twitter. Yeah, in Twitter, a picture of himself with someone Frank. else. Frank. He was yeah. a Frank. Yeah, and he posted a picture of him and Frank and took like a zoomed in screenshot of a part of the picture and put that there as well, where it says on a label Pornhub. Yeah, so, so he a Pornhub fanny pack. Yes. And he <laughs> tweeted the picture and then zoomed in on the fanny pack and added that second picture to the tweet himself with like yes. a laughing yeah. emoji. And he yeah, went I saw and I saw it. people commenting that they thought it was like a fan account or something that tweeted yeah, it. No, nope, yeah. it was Drake. <laughs> it was Drake yeah. himself. No, but he's yeah. So funny. <laughs> There were uh, people who were upset about Drake tweeting about, I guess, Pornhub. I mean, it's one thing because a lot of people know Pornhub is not a great company as a lot of porn Mm. production companies aren't. But Mm. I think more of the tweets were angry about the fact that like he was indicating that he watches porn, potentially watches porn, period. Because like having a fanny pack, like doesn't necessarily, I mean, if he knows what Pornhub is, most people know what Pornhub is, even if they don't watch porn. So like, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's like an avid Pornhub watcher or anything, (laughs) but some people were upset at the notion of 
their BL boy acknowledging sex in porn and the fact that he might potentially watch porn. So, you know, it's just like this whole... (laughs) this whole weird standard that and it's the same with like k-pop idols like people have this like weird like virginal expectation Mm -hmm. of like their bl boys and like k-pop idols that like yeah but like they want to be able to ship them and like see them in like sexual scenarios with their co-stars and stuff but the second they indicate (laughs) any type of realistic knowledge of sex or porn then Mm -hmm. like it becomes an issue because it ruins the image that the fans have of them so it's just like he's 20 years old like he's a 20 year old man like yeah come on people (laughs) he's not a child he's not underage like he's not the virginal image that you might have of him that you've created in your head of him like I don't know it's just like it's such a weird thing to be upset over yeah yeah there's a lot of infantilization that yes Mm -hmm. I was honestly very surprised about because I know that that happens in k-pop but I for Mm -hmm. some reason I didn't think that it would transition over into like actors but the more you think about it I feel like especially Asian actors get Mm -hmm. infantilized a lot yeah so yeah it makes sense but I I hate it (laughs) yeah I hate it too it's one of the weirdest things I see online and I'm just like and it's usually the younger fans doing it as well. So it's like mm-hmm. one of this, like, it keeps reminding me of my six-year-old daughter who keeps, like, going to my three-year-old and he's just like, are you okay? Mommy's going to yeah. kill you. And I'm just like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're not his mother. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> a lot of BL fans need to learn that lesson. <laughs> like, that is a 20-something-year-old man. He is not yeah. your baby. Like, please. Yeah. There's a line yeah. that needs to be recognized yeah, you and drawn. Not tell them, you do not need to tell them to eat or sleep or whatever. It's, <laughs> they're grown-up, they grown-ass people who can choose themselves. <laughs> oh my god it's the worst thing Just i see another... whenever there's like with k-pop idols and b lives and stuff like that seeing people saying, did you eat <laughs> did you sleep go oh, to yeah. sleep it's too late <laughs> it's like they're grown up <laughs> stop it <laughs> Okay. (sighs) It's just funny to me that like that's the reaction that people had, and I'm just like, come on, guys, come on, we're better than this, aren't we? Are we? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know either. Okay, so we are gonna talk about our favorite BL characters. So not actors, characters. There's a very, very heavy distinction there yes (laughs) fiction reality there's a line there yes yeah i can go first then (laughs) so the first person i put on my list a very recent addition that probably doesn't surprise anyone if you've been watching the podcast but gene from lovely writer i feel like he just kind of i mean that series as a whole just like really became one of my all-time favorite series really really quickly but I think Jean especially is probably the character within this series that I resonated with the most and it's definitely going to be a trend with a lot of the characters that I have but I'm really very drawn to introverted characters I think that's because I'm an introvert myself so I think it's really easy for me to resonate with a lot of their behaviors and a lot of the choices that they make and a lot of the times the way 
that they react to like their romantic partners or whatever situations they might end up in. So I feel like Gene especially is an introverted BL character that I really saw a lot of myself in and like his actions and the way he handled situations like in particular like the whole situation that a lot of people were split on like when he found out that Nubsip was like his childhood friend and kind of had a freak out on him and a, a lot of people like couldn't understand where he was coming from in that situation and why he was so angry and I think that was one of the things that made me like really really resonate with Gene because I understand how hard it was for him to like open up to someone especially in like a potentially romantic sense so like the hurt and betrayal that he felt in that situation I think really resonated with me and just like his general like awkwardness the way he handled a lot of like the social situations he was placed into which I know we talked before about him like being uh, autism coded like coded as on the spectrum but even beyond that just like a lot of his responses in general to like being pushed into like the meetings for the show and and having to respond to like the people that he wasn't close with and being put into social situations with them I think I saw a lot of myself in him in those situations so he definitely became like one of my favorite characters very very quickly and so he's Mm -hmm. he's the first person that came to mind when this was the topic that we decided we were gonna do yeah Similarly, while we're talking about Lovely Writer, for me, the one I wrote down was Aoi. I had a feeling that would be yours. I feel he is the best written villain I've ever seen. Mm. I resonate with him a lot. (laughs) And I just like just his backstory and what like made him the person that he is, is Mm -hmm. just so subtly done and so good and there's like so much gray area which i appreciate because it's more a resemblance to like real life people and real life struggles and no one is like black and white it's gray all all of it like no one is wholly good or wholly bad like Mm -hmm. every villain has a good side to them as well or something that drove them to what they are doing and i just love how they portrayed him and yeah, I know that a lot of people ended up hating Aoi, and I don't get it at all. I pity him, and mm. I get it. <laughs> so I just, I appreciate them, like, doing something like that for a character and just creating depth to yeah. a villain, because you don't see that a lot. I think I'm um, being able to, like, talk with Bruce, too, and get his perspective on Aoi and like a lot of the choices that he made when acting and like how he felt about the character I think that gave him a lot more depth Aoi a lot more depth for me as well and I think Mm -hmm. getting that kind of like behind the scenes perspective or perspective of the actor like really helped to be able to resonate with him more throughout like the ending of the series especially and some of those choices he made there but yeah I agree I feel like they did a good job like explaining the reasoning behind his choices like even if you didn't agree with him like I couldn't hate him for any of the choices he made really yeah I also thought that our interview with Bruce really colored my overall opinion of 
Aoi's character because at first I was just like oh he's like really annoying <laughs> and then whenever I like heard and saw more about like why he did the things he did I was like okay well I just feel really bad for him yeah and honestly I kind of love him even though mm-hmm. he is the villain like he's a little iconic to be honest yeah, like, he is yeah. iconic. <laughs> very iconic <laughs> Yeah, I don't have anyone from Lovely Writer, but the <laughs> first person I thought of when we were coming up with this topic is Corn from Until mm. We Meet Again. Nice. Because I think I think Corn is such a good modernized version of a Romeo. Like mm, right. his yeah. story has a lot of the archetypes that originated from Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, like the controlling parental figure, the rivalry between the families and then like of course the star-crossed lover thing and the way they end up dying so because I love those aspects of like the Romeo character I was instantly drawn to (laughs) corn I also think his character is a really good depiction of mental illness because he's like clearly depressed but his emotions are subdued in a way that I just find very realistic Like, he'll smile and laugh when he's with his brothers or in touch. But you can tell that, like, inside he harbors this deep sadness. Mm -hmm. So I just think that the way they portrayed his depression was, it was subtle, but really effective, if that makes sense. Mm. And then I think the fact that we could just sympathize with his character, considering, like, how much less screen time him and in touch have than Dean Mm -hmm. and Parm I feel like that really speaks to how well written of a character he is so I guess overall I just I like the Romeo and Juliet archetype and I think he suits it really well and yeah I really like Corn because of that I think my theme is going to be that I like sad characters (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, I definitely got like a insight into my own psyche from trying to figure mm-hmm. out which <laughs> which characters <laughs> I like the best <laughs> yeah for real because <laughs> like you start to see the trend and you're like oh maybe this says something about me I don't know <laughs> <laughs> maybe we're projecting who knows <laughs> <laughs> but that's a conversation for a different podcast <laughs> <laughs> okay so the next person I had on my list I feel like this is the one person who kind of didn't fit my like general archetype of favorite characters, but also in some ways he did. Vlad from Gaia Sa Pelicula. So I feel like at first and overall, Vlad comes off as like a very extroverted character. It's like that first time you meet him through Carl's vision, he's like drunkenly dancing in his apartment and like the door is open and he approaches Carl at first with like a very much like, I don't give a fuck. I'm just like gonna be me. I'm gonna just like do whatever I need to do type of attitude. But I think I really like that as we went through the series and as he got closer to Carl and they got closer to each other, we saw a lot more of his like vulnerabilities and how a lot of his like extroverted personality was definitely him like projecting to cover up his insecurities. Like the whole situation with his ex and him being afraid of being with someone who's ashamed to be with him publicly and how his ex kind of incited that because he didn't want to tell their friends about them. And then 
there was a whole story about his dad and feeling like he failed keeping his parents' marriage together and even like going as deep as to explain how his father was abusing him and how he tied that to his gayness and felt a lot of shame in that for a long time, even though he knew that in his heart, he felt like he knew that the reason his father hit him was not because it was gay, but like his childhood mind couldn't help but make that connection. So I just feel like he was a character who like, there were so many layers to him that kind of unraveled as the story went deeper. And by the time we got to that scene in episode seven, where shit kind of hit the fan and and he was kind of like desperately trying to get Carl to tell him how he feels about him like I just feel like in that moment I was just like so desperately wanted to give him a hug and just like (laughs) protect him and I feel like that's Mm -hmm. like kind of that whole episode in that scene was kind of what solidified him as one of my favorite characters so ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Yeah, I really liked Carl. <laughs> yeah. So, my second one is I probably not a lot of people will agree, but I don't know. There's just, it's the character just sits with me and has since I, since I saw the show. It's um, Fighter and Why Are You? 
I almost put fire on my list, okay? Like, I really did. Yeah. I mean, there's something about, like, the silent and mystical character Mm -hmm. that just, like, sits with me. And, like, he's a little bit aggressive. And I'm... I've discovered today that <laughs> apparently I am all here for drama and aggressiveness and <laughs> all that. So that he just, I always, even though I don't think like Why Are You was like the greatest show, like they had some really bad shortcomings because of COVID. But I still think like the character of Fighter and even his relationship with Tudor and how that progresses is super well done if you look away from all the fan service at the end (laughs) (laughs) but like it's just like his his growth Mm -hmm. as a character really it's just so well done and i just i just loved sitting through it like there's so much happening there's so much much growth and it doesn't feel forced. It's sort of natural. And like you said about vulnerabilities and just he's more than just like a brooding man. So, yeah. yeah. And it has nothing to do with my love for C. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually think like my love for C comes from my love for fighter. Yeah. I so I, I always with associate Z with Fighter, which makes me love C because I've seen more of his character than I've seen of him in like personality settings himself. because he yeah. doesn't do a lot of English in- interviews or English subtitled interviews. So yeah, I love Fighter. <laughs> yeah, I feel like um brooding kind of stoic but there's a lot more beneath them character is like my second favorite character archetype so I have a lot of characters like that that I really enjoy as well I did almost put a fighter on my list and then I I shortened it down and he did not make the cut (laughs) dude I'm not alone (laughs) okay not to throw it back (laughs) kind of well I guess this wasn't that long ago in like the frame of BL but it feels like forever ago Mm. I love third from theory of love right so much Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. I think third is probably the BL character I relate to the most (laughs) like on the surface (laughs) level he's a production student so like I I get that Mm -hmm. part of it but like on the deeper level he personifies unrequited love in this way that's like so utterly dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> it, really, it really feeds into like my hopeless romanticism. Mm. And I probably mentioned this before, but I really relate to his struggle of like being a queer person who is in love with his alleged hetero best friend mm-hmm. and just every, all the emotions that come with that. And I also love that kind of the same thing with Fighter is that Third is very multidimensional. He doesn't Mm -hmm. like just exist to be someone else's foil. He Mm -hmm. he's like a good friend. He's a good writer. Like he's very talented. And I just feel like there's more to him than just like his love for Kai, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which I also feel is kind of becoming less and less common in BL. Right. Mm -hmm. Is that like the main character will 
honestly like have pursuits and a personality outside of their love like for yeah the other person yeah that's that's kind of rare to see these days a lot of the time which kind of sucks yeah yeah so like even though his story like it's not anything new I feel like the character is so complex that he keeps you wondering what he's gonna do next like he has this mm. aspect of unpredictability to him so yeah I mean I think my love for third just comes down to me <laughs> As we said, projecting onto him. Yeah. But I really do think he's a good, a well-written character because he is so multidimensional. Yeah, he's honestly like the funniest BL character that I've He really is. Yeah. Oh, those shower scenes will forever be. I will never forget. But I always thought it was really interesting when I would talk to people or see people talking about theory of love a lot of people would always be like why does third keep himself in this situation like why doesn't he just like try and move on and I was always like is it that easy for you guys to like move on I don't know maybe we are similar and that like I dwell on my feelings for people for like a long time like maybe that makes me like over emotional or or something like that but I was like I don't know like it's his best friend and also like a person he's in love with like for me it wouldn't be that easy to just be like cut those feelings off completely or move on completely like there's so much tied into their relationship I was always like how is that the conclusion you get for his character is to just like move on like is it that simple for you guys to do each other like every day how are you gonna like get past your feelings if you see the person right. all the time and get reminded yeah. of those feelings all the time and it's not like he didn't try at points like he definitely yeah. did make attempts but like it's definitely not as easy at least like for third and probably for me too as people I guess maybe it's a lot easier for other people to move on from things I don't know but yeah that was always like everyone would just I, be like just move on I'm like how <laughs> how yeah, do you I do that also, people who say I, that probably never have like really been in love yeah like, really been in love <laughs> so my third character back to the sad introverted archetype my until we meet again character that I put on the list was Parm so I think similar to Kayla I am drawn to like char- very sad characters and characters of like tragic backstories so even though Parm himself did not necessarily have a tragic backstory in his current life the fact that he was so tormented by the memories of his past life and kind of experiencing that trauma really like connected with me I think a lot of it was where you said like you love Z because but because you love fighter I feel like I really love Parm because of the way Fluke portrayed him I will like repeat this until the day I die I think he deserved like awards upon awards for his acting and until we meet again and just like the subtle nuances and the way he was able to kind of tap into Parm's like trauma and his connection to his past life and and that kind of stuff like really struck me but I also appreciated that Parm was still like in his current life a very positive character and I appreciate again kind of like what Kayla said that he had friends and interests and things that kept him happy outside of just Dean so like he had Wynn and Manal 
Yes, what is that her yes, character's yes. name? Yes. Or team in Manau. So like he had his friends and like he was part of like the cooking club. And so like there was still a lot of like positivity in his character. And he was like a very just like cute and bright like very wholesome seeming person but I did really like like kind of like the sadness that undertone like a lot of the situations he was in and a lot of his scenes that kind of seemed more positive would be kind of like interrupted by those flashbacks of his trauma or those like sadder undertones like a lot of the scenes like there's this one scene that's like one of my favorite scenes in the series when he's like sitting in his dorm room with Dean and they're like cuddling and holding hands and it seems like this really sweet scene and then like he just like tears up and and kind of that's like the point where he kind of like tells him about like the recurring nightmares he has and stuff Mm. like that so kind of like these moments that seem very sweet on the surface level and maybe romantic or fun but like he just Luke as the actor bringing palm to life just kind of like put these sad undertones in them that I think like really really drew me to him as a character so Mm. yeah Mm. My third. My third is talking about like stoic mystery men, Tan from Man of Death. Mm -hmm. And I will say this has like nothing to do with uh, the fact that Max is playing him. I actually loved the character before I saw the series. I read (laughs) the book. And actually, I think they don't actually translate it enough of his inner thoughts or personality Mm -hmm. into the show because it's so more evolved in the book and it's just like his complete dedication to bun makes me like really love the man and it's not in the sense that you guys are talking about like having no personality besides being in love Mm -hmm. it's it's more about like he has this fantastical devotion to Bun from very early on and it's really fascinating and it doesn't feel like he doesn't have any other personalities he's kind of just becomes like with him and like the rest of his world just Bun just fits in there Mm -hmm. even though Bun through like the almost entire time they are running around together is planning on leaving him at the end which they didn't portray well in the series either. But I don't know. He fascinates me, how the sheer dedication he feels in that relationship is just... Yeah. Yeah, And he's a little violent. I I, I like violence. (laughs) I'm sorry. I will say I didn't read the series, but I definitely made just sets on Tumblr of Max beating people up as Tan. So like I can appreciate <laughs> that aspect of his character. It's like he just looks really attractive kicking the crap out of this person. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> yeah. And it reads really attractive too. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying like it's weird that like when you read something that you can just picture it so perfectly. But mm-hmm. yeah, I had no yeah. problems. <laughs> Yeah, my next one actually doesn't fit the sad character archetype, (laughs) surprisingly. (laughs) I really love King from My Engineer. I think he's just like such a pleasant character. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know how else to describe him. It's like, he's sweet and nurturing, but also a little strange. 
<laughs> like you can never quite put your finger on what it is that makes him that way. Is he like neurodivergent or is he just mm. like pretending to be quirky? Like you never really know what it is that makes him feel different. But I also love that he has like this childish curiosity. I find it so endearing. And like, I love how he hyperfixates on plants and he is like constantly trying to meddle with Ram, but not in like a forceful way. Just mm. like, oh, I'm very curious about like what your deal is and why you don't really talk. So I'm going to keep mm -hmm. following you around and bugging you. <laughs> and I think because he has like that childish curiosity about Ram, I love his how he transitions so seamlessly from like curiosity to desire mm -hmm. towards Ram. Like he he's a character who doesn't really question what he's feeling and instead mm -hmm. just like allows himself to feel it. So I find that really refreshing. And I just think it makes him really lovable how upbeat, but also I don't know the word to describe him. He's just like a little off but it's like very charming <laughs> yeah, yeah like even is. his friend group it's like he sometimes feels like he's on the outside of the mm -hmm. friend group but yeah I just think that charming is a good word to describe him I just think mm -hmm. that he his character is really charming yeah yeah so my fourth person that I had I mean this is the last one that I actually like wrote out notes for but Kurosawa from Cherry Magic I feel like he also doesn't really fit like my introverted character stereotype, but like I just think he's genuinely like such a nice character. Like I think he's probably in like Cherry Magic as a whole is like one of just like the sweetest dramas that I've ever watched. But like him as the male lead, the one who's expected to be the more dominant of the pairing, he was just so sweet. And like he mm -hmm. was just like such a wholesome character like he just like so genuinely cared about Adachi even beyond like his feelings for him and I love getting like his inner monologues when Adachi would touch him and hear his thoughts of him basically saying like I really like this person but even just being close to him and in, in this way like through being able to help him with work or or having dinner with him or whatever the situation is like that's enough for me type thing mm -hmm. I appreciate that he never wanted to overstep his boundaries with his feelings we always got that through his thoughts when Adachi would hear them he was always worried about pushing Adachi past the point where he was comfortable and I just think it was nice that like the way the series was set up with Adachi being able to hear his inner thoughts like the exterior personality he was putting out and showing to Adachi was the same as his interior and personality and like his mm -hmm. inner thoughts and like both were just so wholesome and sweet and just like such a genuinely nice person and I don't know I just like thought he was like such a good counter for Adachi and bringing him out of his shell in ways that didn't like pressure him or push him to points beyond his comfort level like getting the matching fountain pens because he knew Adachi wouldn't feel comfortable wearing like matching like promise rings or engagement rings I'm not sure what they were meant to be like things like that just like he was just such a sweet person and I just really like loved his character a lot like just like a mm. pure good person is so nice to see in BL sometimes mm. good boy sweet yeah. boy cherry magic always like fascinates me because it's really fluffy, feel good, just genuinely nice show. But the 
premise of the show is very <laughs> pornographic. <laughs> so it kind of feels like if you read the title, like Cherry Magic, which is like cherry is a word for your, your virginity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's virginity magic <laughs> and the 30 year old virgin. And this story has nothing to do with sex. Yeah. <laughs> and it fascinates me. I thought, first time I heard about it, I thought like it was like Yaoi manga mm -hmm. it was based off of. But no, it's not. <laughs> it's I do have tame. the manga, but I haven't, um, I've only read the first volume of it. I have the second one, mm. but I haven't gotten to it yet. But yeah, it's, it's like pretty much like carbon copy of like the sweetness and gentleness of the series as well. Like it's just very soft all around. Mm -hmm. My fourth is... God, I can never do Korean names, so I have no idea what the name is. But the actor into my star. The actor who plays the actor. Oh, the actor who plays the actor. <laughs> the character uh, who is an actor in uh, Kang So Joon. Kang So Joon. Okay. I just his enjoyment of life and just like pursuit of happiness all the mm. time. He's always happy and it's it takes a lot of work to be that happy all the time to be that positive <laughs> yeah that's I a could lot never. of work <laughs> so i kind of feel like if you're in the entertainment industry a lot of people especially idols have to put on a smile the whole day and all that crap and when they get home i'm guessing a lot of them just like whew, are tired yeah. and don't want to keep it up but he's like just genuinely happy all the time and it it's so fascinating and just like his curiosity to the world and kindness to everyone trying to screw him over is baffling but at the same time he stands up for himself and mm. like he's not a pushover and yeah i just really like him i'm happy when i watch to my star <laughs> i hope they make a second season so do I. Yeah, I know I really there was speculation that. about that. Yeah, really. That would be nice yep. to see. <laughs> I mean, I have some random ones. <laughs> Go for it. I, I always thought that Tom deserved better, both in Love by Chance and I think even more so in Tharn Type. I always mm -hmm. thought that Tom deserved to have his story more fleshed out because he's another like one of those sad characters that I was drawn to and I it would have been really upsetting to watch but I would have loved to see how he like the aftermath of what happened to him how he dealt with everything and mm -hmm. I guess just like who was there for him and who wasn't he's just someone that I always wished his character's story was more fleshed out but yeah that's a random one I have yeah, I feel like a lot of the characters from Mame's novels don't actually have that much of a personality. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm always like, I want to see more. Why is it so shallow? Yeah, yeah. Like, the character with the most personality is, like, type. Because you're getting his backstory. You're mm -hmm. getting why he's like that. And while some of his personality traits are maybe not, like, psychologically correct... <laughs> in a trauma yeah. in a trauma like person it's still like there's more to it but like most of her characters it feels like 
I'm a little because her novels are like pure smut, basically. So (laughs) it's like porno with plot, and like there's not much there. Like even though I've said it, I like Tharn type. I've always liked Tharn type, even though it's problematic. But yeah, there's not much to go on there in personality wise. It makes me sad. Kind of speaking of love by chance, this one's random, but I always loved Pawn. I thought that he was always. I always thought that he was like one of the best friends I that loved him. protagonists could have. It was like, so funny. My sibling, my younger sibling, was trying to watch that show recently, and she was like live texting me her reactions throughout it, and she hated Pawn at first. Like they thought he was so obnoxious, and like. They were like, I don't want to see any more scenes of him. And then like three episodes later, they were like, this is my child. I must protect Pond. Like, I was like, yeah, he's, he just becomes like a really, really, like, he's such a good friend. I agree. I really liked yeah. him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I even think that in season two, he was one of the only characters or one of the only actors who was still in character. And I even yeah. liked his character in season two. So yeah. he he's just a good character and a good friend. Mm, we should stop calling it season two. We should just call it like that thing. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> that, that thing, thing over that there <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> I am so salty about like, even it's director new as well. Mm-hmm. I had so the high hopes. The hopes were high, yeah. They were really high. And then, no. <sighs> I have yeah. one that I didn't include on my official list because I don't know if people consider it BL or not, but Neo from Three Will Be Free. I thought of him too. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't include him for the same reason. So it's like one of, it's probably one of my favorite shows to come out of GMMTV. But yeah, I love Neo. One of the main reasons is that like he, he's one of the few characters in like, I guess I won't call it BL, so I'll just call it, like, Thai LGBT media that I've watched who, like, explicitly is bisexual and shows active interest in, like, pursuing relationships with both men and women because he's very much romantically interested in both of the characters of the shows. And I really love his whole, like, kind of, like, questioning the stereotypes around bisexuality. Like, when people ask him, like, are you interested in men or women? He has a very much, he's, his answer is, like, well, why do I have to choose? Like, why can't I, like, both? So it's just, like, nice to see, like, some explicit, like, bisexual representation in in a Thai series, LGBT series. And I also liked the way the show explored polyamory through him and the idea of, like, wanting to pursue relationships with both blanking on the other characters names me was miles character and shin Mm -hmm. so i just thought he was like a very like interesting character and i really enjoyed the plot of this series overall but like i just thought like him as like kind of like the grounding person between the trio the three of the main characters like i really enjoyed him as a character Mm -hmm. and there's my cat for everyone who (laughs) Yeah. Your cat was just like going yeah, she just creeped up in the background. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so that's my Yeah, my I fault. don't really it's have like there like I can like go through a lot of like characters that I like. That you like and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't like have any that I have like strong feelings about other than those. Like 
there's probably some that I've forgotten about, and if I've forgotten them, then I'm okay, they didn't make that great of an impact. Anyway. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of situations where, like, I was like, I know I like this series as a whole, but, like, I can't specifically remember anything about the characters in it mm. that, like, made them stick out to me, so... Yeah, I feel like my list is, I got the ones that like, I clearly remembered things about the characters that made them really stick out to me. Yeah, Mm -hmm. same. So for everyone listening, please tell us what your favorite BL is, or BL character is, and why. It'll be really interesting to see. And we would like to thank our Patreons so much for supporting us. If you haven't heard, we opened up a exclusive discord for patrons and you can get access to it on the lowest tier and you also get the episode on sundays instead of tuesdays and we do our series reviews on patreon exclusively for the second tier the lovecaster tier and above So if you want to join us in the Discord and like we're very active there and you can chat with us and make suggestions and all that good stuff, then yeah, we would love to see you. And just like the video, subscribe, and it helps a lot. Yep. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. 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 Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I 
I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch. Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs> 